Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. Army's got a 14-0 lead now over UTSA. Six and a half point favorites. Totals down to 47 and a half. Virginia up 14-7 on Maryland. That's off the board, though. It's off the board, Trista. So that's it's okay. Relax. No big deal. What a piss poor showing from uh, Maryland so far. I mean, I get it. Like, Virginia at home last week against JMU. It was Mm -hmm. a good story just to see him back on that field. They were six-point dogs. They covered the spread, but they lost to JMU. Virginia is a very, very, very bad football team. Let me tell you something, though. Maryland should be a decent team, but Josh Gaddis was a bad Let me tell you something, though. Smaller programs, JMU right at the very top there. Oh, yeah. JMU's a damn yeah. good program. Just a great program. Just a smaller program. It's a really good program. Yeah. Virginia should be beating them, though. Yeah. Yes, they should. <laughs> I mean, JMU has beaten, what, they've beaten Tech week in a week one before. They've won, I mean, they've won, you know, national championships, obviously, on the. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a know, good football team. FCS level. But, yeah, they are. They are they, but it's, you know, there's there are still certain uh, certain standards you have. Yeah, I mean, if you're like, anything else above that, essentially. For sure. Like, Virginia, you know, they've had some decent teams. At least some decent players come out of there. Chris Long, you know, a couple of years ago, they did have Brendan Armstrong, who obviously they lost. But uh, Matt Schaub, show some respect. Matt Schaub, there you go. Don't hate on Matt Schaub. The hell is Josh Gaddis doing throwing the ball down the field right now when we got to run it with Hemby, my main Hemby. man? He doesn't care about your bets, clearly. He should, because the, one guy's averaging six yards per pop. The mm-hmm. other guy right now. So we got off uh, got off the air before Monday night football. Good God, Monday night football. Thursday night football finished last it's been night. A week. It was the same. It, it, it has. You know what? It has been a same, week. Same, same. A lot of football. Uh, crazy backdoor cover by the Vikings late in that game. I thought it was just right. Thirty-four twenty-eight. Hey, listen. I had a push with Eagles minus six. I was happy. I was glad you guys could get in. I said I've hit multiple parlays and I don't even like betting them that much and two out of three hit and every like I felt good so for me I was happy to see you guys get that but I mean that was a tale of two games right like we're looking at the first half of that going oh my god this game's gonna go under oh my god nobody's gonna score all these props are dead nobody's throwing the football consistently it's an absolute disaster boom we come out in the second half and really it felt like the game changed once we got to the Justin Jefferson should have been touchdown turned into fumble touchback then the ball goes back to the 20 Eagles go down they kick a field goal and of course that would actually have been an over if he had scored that touchdown in the first half so like everything changed once that play came in but then the Vikings at least found their way climbing back in that game they're 0-2 the Eagles are 2-0 neither one of those teams looks that impressive though yeah I think for me what you're seeing from the Vikings is kind of a a, a regression of luck from last year so week one they turn the ball over three times uh, against the Colts. They look horrible. Uh, you wonder what's going on with them. And now you see the same thing, more of the same, really, uh, in week two against the Eagles. Bunch of fumbles. Kirk Cousins looked really good. But you add, what, Madison looked terrible. Kirk Cousins has a fumble. Like, you can call that him. You can call that not. But, like, how many games did the Vikings win in one-score games last year? Uh, they were 11 and 0 in one score games. Okay, so now we have 0 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. 0 and 2 in those situations. So, I think what we're going to see from the Vikings is like if they don't play a clean game of football, they're going to lose. 
Yeah, I think the Vikings should be happy that the Bears are alive or they exist because or else they'd probably finish dead last in the NFC North. I have no expectations for them. That defense is really, really bad. But shout out to the Vikings for the cover. I think the biggest takeaway that I had for Philadelphia is they keep winning ugly, but at least they keep winning games, right? Mm-hmm. But for a team that has high expectations, it's like, all right, you look at the NFC, how do they not go back to the NFC championship game? Who scares you? Dallas, maybe San Francisco again. But the problem for the Eagles is the same thing that we talked about uh, for a team like Cincinnati, injury regression. They stayed pretty healthy, except for when they lost Jalen a couple games. He was going to win MVP, got hurt, missed those three games. And, you know, the offense didn't click the same way. And now it's the defensive side of the ball. They lose Maddox last night. Um, You know, slot corner, already an issue because James Bradbury's all beat up. Um, Or they moved him, I should say, to the slot. He missed that game with a concussion. So he'll be back at least, but just way too many injuries early on for Philadelphia. And the Eagles' offense doesn't look the same. It's not clicking the same. And Shane Steichen's gone. I actually kind of like what I saw from his new offensive system uh, in Indianapolis week one. And I haven't liked what I've seen from the Eagles. Really no explosive plays other than on the blitz when Jalen found Devontae Smith down the field wide open. But it's weird because now all of a sudden there's like, not beef, but like some miscommunication or whatever was going on with A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. Like, they're boys. That's why A.J. Brown's there. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not that concerned about that. We no, see this either. happen all the time. Everybody, you knew this was going to happen. We saw it last night and said, oh, God, this is going to be a thing tomorrow. For sure. Guess what it's been? A thing all day today. Oh, yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, if their connection is even off right. a little bit on the field, I feel better with what I saw in San Francisco with, like, Brock Purdy and Brandon Ayuk. You know what I mean? Or what I saw in Dallas with just, like, Dak not really having to push the ball down the field because they had a 40-point lead with that defense. You know, it's just like little things with Philadelphia. Why well, I don't want to invest in them in the uh, NFC this year. The one thing we know is that a Jalen Hurts touchdown could happen every single week. The problem is the prices aren't very good on it. But they're just going to continue to do that little Hurts push every single time. Oh, yeah. Whether it's a goal line play or whether it's, you know, third and inches in the middle of the field. They're, they're going to keep doing it. It's unstoppable. And it's, it's something that always keeps that team in. Like, it keeps them in games. In a lot of situations where teams on a third and short may not have the same type of options, and they're, they they can't convert those third downs. That gives the Eagles extra chances throughout the season to convert crucial third downs when they really need it, and it's a weapon that nobody really else has in the NFL, and it's, it's, it's one thing that's at least clicking for them, even though it doesn't take much. It takes a lot of just brute strength, which, I hate which they certainly have. I don't yeah. like it, but you know what? I would love it if my team was doing it. Oh, for sure. If the like, commanders were doing that with Sam Howell, I'd be more than happy. I just missed the old rule. Like, yeah. I mean... And, and I'm biased because I'm a Notre Dame fan and my team got screwed on the bush push. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, he's a touchdown vulture. If you're a fantasy owner, I just, I don't love it. But, hey, man, like you said, though, if I got a guy that could do it and if I have a quarterback that could squat 1,200 pounds and, you know, I, I'd, I'd I I'd still don't it. think we know what, code. what the Eagles' defense is yet because they've been so injured. Yeah. Um, Fletcher Cox, is he dang, dinged up or is he old? Like, is this secondary going to be good, or are they going to be banged up? They might be calling guys off the street here Right, soon. yeah. I mean, it's just, like, is N'Kobe Dean impactful? Because he really wasn't, you know, obviously involved as much as a rookie last year. So is his injury impactful in any way? Because what we saw is that things looked really good defensively for them in the first half, and then in the second half, Minnesota was able to do whatever they wanted outside of the run game. And I think another takeaway is, like, they have to figure something out. Uh, because Madison, and listen, I hate what they did, what all those fans did to him. Oh, 100%. In the DMs. They're, that's Pure just, trash. That's just disgusting. But he really is bad. He's not a good running back. He's His yards per carry is in, are in the twos. And I don't know what that's about, but you got to figure something else out, and it's not Ty Chandler. You know what I want to mark it on really quick? I want to I want to mark it on worst record right now, and I would like a uh, – 
to finish last in the NFC North, which I can't find because, okay, for the Bears, they're bad. But the Bears still are going to want to evaluate Justin Fields. So totally. even if they start 1-4, and four, they're still going to play their dudes. If the Vikings start off slow, I mean, it's not going to happen. But if I'm the Jets, I at least make a phone call for Kirk Cousins. But at the same time, do you really want to give up future assets? Because if the Jets are bad this year under Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers wants to come back and you're already on the hook financially, don't you just say, hey, we'll suck and get a top 15 pick? With this already you loaded trade, young team, you know what I mean. Would you trade Kirk Cousins for Zach Wilson straight up? <laughs> See, because I don't know that Kirk Cousins, even with the Jets in the AFC, like Aaron Rodgers, I think is good enough to outduel Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen if he has to. I don't think Kirk Cousins is. Well, they're not committed to Kirk Cousins' pass this year, so like you right. don't have to give up much. What like what assets would you really have to give up for a quarterback that? is essentially going to be off the books at the end of the year anyway. So, like, yeah. that could be – I mean, listen, I, it's not a crazy thing to think that if the Vikings sit here and look like, okay, we can totally tear this thing down, and they're a team that you fade the rest of the way, and they go like that young at quarterback, and they, they move Cousins. But, again, what's the point in moving Cousins if you're not getting really anything back in return? That's why I said maybe so, they like Zach Wilson. So, right, like, that's – I mean, I don't know why they would. He's cheap. It's, it's well, great. He's cheap. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's kind of cheap. Or no, you bring him in so you can, pick, so. can. You bring him in so you can actually tank. You bring Zach Wilson in and you say, "We're gonna just uh, let you do your thing, man. Just get out there." And then they're trying to get a top five pick. Like that's the only way that that works. But yeah, look, the Vikings. Listen, Minnesota with Caleb Williams would be nice. Oh yeah, with Justin Jefferson. Oh my gosh, and Addison. I like Addison a lot. He might actually be. Uh... Yeah, they'd get but to re- reunite. Here's yeah. the reason why I'm still not just good. Like, I'm not totally. Like, the Vikings, again, can win nine. They yeah. can still win nine games this year. Yeah. Cousins threw for 364 and four touchdowns. Like, he still was. He, I understand he was sacked a couple of times, had that one fumble, but the offensive line was depleted. You're looking at a, de- a defense on top of that that just decided to step away and go, hey, uh, Eagles, you want to run the football? Sure, just go. Go, come right through here. Yeah. Right here. Like, it, it's – there's a certain point where, like, you can't – you right? like, Tom Brady couldn't catch the football and throw it like Giselle once said. Kirk Cousins also couldn't play defense. Kirk Cousins couldn't go out there and stop the he run. He actually balled. Yeah, he's got 700 yards and yeah, seven touchdowns yeah. the first two weeks So I think people season. need to understand, yes, is he a B-plus, maybe A-minus quarterback? Yeah. Come on. That's what go. we're talking you about. Said, when you got Josh Gaddis as a play caller, your under's never dead. Never, ever, ever dead. But like that's oh, that the, Kirk Cousins at least has value, and maybe to a team that's that's got more talent on it next year. He, that's somewhere where he is. But right now, if you're looking at the Vikings, I still think this is a team that week after week is in games because they've shown us week after week that they're in games. They did it last year, and then they at least brought this thing within six points when it looked like they were going to get completely blown out of the water. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it, really. I I still don't think we know anything about the Eagles. Like, in terms of how bad or good they can be? I know something about the Eagles. Tell me. They'll finish in second place in the NFC East. <laughs> I'm fine with that. If that's the case, I'm fine with that. You know what? I mean, have you seen anything that makes you think that they're going to do anything but split with Dallas? And how many games do you think Dallas loses this season when you look at that schedule? And Dallas is getting lucky, too, this week. I mean, I thought... I don't, know who I, man, I, don't know, I don't know who I would have bet in this game. I may have bet McCarthy in Dallas. That... I mean, you got to think, even with Rodgers out there, he's pretty much a statue at this point with that offensive line going against that pass rush. Yeah, I probably would have actually bet Dallas. And you still know would McCarthy would have been super motivated after losing to Rodgers like last a, year in the return. Uh, the return. Three and a half or something stupid. Yeah, I probably actually would have bet Dallas in that game. I don't think I'm going to bet against Dallas a whole lot this year. I need a really good spot to fade that defense. Here's what I will say. 
Kenneth Gainwell, when he comes back, DeAndre Swift may still get more carries. You can't give him 80% of the running back touches. 28 carries for 175 yards and a touchdown. Broke off a 43-yard run. I mean... Yeah, Gainwell averaged like 3.9 yards per carry, dude. You got to you gotta stick with Swift now. DeAndre Swift props the Boston rest of the Scott, way until, yeah. until, other, until like proven Boston otherwise. Too. Me too. Yeah. He's a good goal line guy. He's an anytime touchdown potential. Yeah, but Ken DeAndre look good. Definitely still going to get some touches, though, the way that they use their running backs. Oh, wow. Never mind. Nope. What are you? Yeah, yeah. There was I, not... liked, I liked that play design. I got a little excited. Like, you did for a second. That was going to pop off, but then I realized we it was Virginia. We can't have anything popping off. So. Then, I, then I realized it was Virginia, and it was a bubble screen into two defenders. Cordell Woodland live from Baltimore next on the Ravens-Bengals. It's Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.